continuing our study of the book of Ephesians. So you can go ahead and, and turn over to five. That's where we'll be starting from. Uh, but while, while you're turning there, I want you to ask your, or ask you, before, before you became a disciple, let's say before that time where you decided to make Jesus the Lord, did you ever think, when I become a disciple, I'm not going to struggle anymore? You know, the sin that, that I, I've been involved in, once, once I turn my life to God, you know what, that's not going to be an issue. If you've been a disciple for any amount of time, you realize, well, that's not true. Uh, you realize that, you know what, that, that sin tends to, to keep trying to, to rear its head again. Um, or even as a disciple, have you ever thought, man, how do I conquer sin? How do I do it? How can I throw this sin off? I, I think for myself, um, my natural tendency is to be extremely selfish. Uh, I know growing up, uh, my mom would be at work and she'd always say, uh, make sure the house is clean before we get, before I get home. Right. So then me and my sister would try and figure out, all right, we got to clean everything. So me and my selfishness, I would do the bare minimum and then go veg out or go watch TV or play video games, go outside and play because I knew that my sister would come behind me as the clean freak. Uh, she wants it absolutely perfect. So in my selfishness, I would do the bare minimum to, and then my sister would, would kind of make up for that. Fast forward, as I was studying the Bible and, and, and deciding to become a Christian, uh, I did have that thought, man, I'm going to be perfect now, right? Like I'm, I'm not going to struggle with selfishness or, or pride or anything anymore. But I can, I can be honest with you guys, uh, even like this week has been a struggle uh, with selfishness. Uh, we have a, a seventh-month-old daughter, and she's in the room with us right now as we're, we're, we're in Harrisonburg with the Balshes. Uh, but we, at 10 o'clock at night, she starts crying. And my selfishness, I'm like, oh, I'm going to sleep. Can, or, Brittany can get her. Or Brittany will take care of it. Um, and in myself, I fight that. I fight that heart of like, you know what? I'll let her take care of it and I'll, I'll get a good night's sleep. Uh, obviously, that's not necessarily godly. Uh, so I still have to fight, right? I still have to ha try to have the heart uh, of Christ and have the light that Christ gives us in those moments. And this morning, as we're reading the, the chapter 5 uh, of Ephesians, let's keep that, that heart, right? That, that we need to stay in the light. And that, that's my point uh, here, is to stay in the light. So we're, we're going to pick up right here in verse 1 in chapter 5 of Ephesians. Please follow along and, or read with me. I believe it's up on the screen now. So in verse 1, it reads, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. That's amazing. 
we could just stay there, but let's keep going. Uh, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual morality or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor shall there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with him. In verse 8, for you were once darkness, but now you are, the, you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless, fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with songs, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. Sing and make music for the heart, for from your heart to our Lord, to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My point this morning again is stay in the light. Here we have Paul who's, who's writing this letter to the church in Ephesus, and he's, he's pleading with them, right? He's warning them, uh, even in his own uh, testimony in Acts 26, when he's confronted with Jesus, Paul is told to open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light. And in verse 8 in our passage here, we see that this is what you once were, right? You were once in darkness. In dark, the, the idea of darkness is, is, is a state of being. In darkness. And we're, when we're rooted in darkness, well, we produce the fruit that, that, that show that. When we're rooted in darkness, our fruit will be seen. And what is that? And what magnitude is that? Uh, it's even a hint of these things. Even a hint is darkness. That's sexual immorality, impurity, greed, obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking. All of these things are fruit of someone who is rooted in darkness. And even just the idea that that idea of darkness is what, what deeds are done in secret are shameful. And as we live or as we, we pursue these things, we are an idolater. And the consequences, 
no inheritance in the kingdom of God. And I, I love how it says, don't be deceived by empty words. I think our world consistently wants to deceive us that, you know what, you're, you're okay. You're going to be okay. You can totally live like this. God will still love you, which is true. He does love you, but he can't be partnered with darkness because in God there is no darkness. Disobedient to the word of God will ultimately result in the wrath of God. This is a pretty bleak picture. Remember, Paul here is talking to disciples, people who have already made Jesus Lord of their life. Why is he telling them this? Because this is the way they once were. This is the way they used to be in the darkness. Unfortunately, if you're, if you're not a disciple today, if you're not a Christian, this is the destination you're already at. And we don't want you to stay there, right? Like God doesn't want you to stay there. We see that in 2 Peter 3. Um, he keeps his promises and he's slow so that all can come to repentance. I pray that this can be a wake-up call, that we see the consequence of the darkness and we decide to open our eyes and turn to the light. I, but if you are a disciple, this is the way you once were. Amen? This is the way that our, our, our sin used to entangle our lives. But we are no longer that way. We are now children of light. God is light, and in him there is no darkness. God is, exposes us with the light, exposes us of our sin, so that we no longer live in that way, but we root ourselves in the light. And as we are rooted in the light, our fruit will be, re will be re representative of that. All goodness, righteousness, truth, everything opposite of the darkness, purity, selflessness, speaking in psalms and hymns and, and songs of the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit. As you are rooted in the light, these things will become a lifestyle, not just actions. So again, I ask, why is Paul bringing this up? Why is he telling them what their past was? Because he, he's, he's warning us that we need to be careful, that we need to be wise. We need to take every opportunity that we have to pursue the light to be the light and to stay in the light because the days are evil. I ask myself this question again, like why would someone who is in the light, and, and I ask this for my own self, why is someone who is in the light go back to the darkness? Why would someone deliberately do that, right? Because again, this is a decision. You're choosing to live as wise or unwise. It's Satan might tempt us, but we decide it, right? Satan might put in blocks, but we ultimately decide, you know what? Maybe I, I do like the darkness. I pray that even as we look at this, we, we see that we have a choice to be wise or unwise. We have a choice to make the most of every opportunity. 
uh, I love in this passage that it, 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 it contrasts being filled with wine that leads to debauchery or being filled with the spirit because you're filling yourself with something, right? Whether it's sin or whether it's darkness or whether it's light, you're filling yourself with something because the days are evil. Uh, we're filling ourselves with something. And I pray that it is that we're filling ourselves with thankfulness, even in this time where it's so easy to, to not be thankful, uh, but to be greedy, right? To be, man, I wish I had this. Man, I, I lost my job. I needed that. It's so hard to, to be thankful for suffering, but to be thankful that God is trying to show us something. To be speaking in psalms and hymns and, and songs of the Spirit. I think to be filled with those things or to even talk about those things, we have to read those things, right? We have to be able to, to recite them, to be able to, to sing them. So I pray that we are in this time diving into our word, be, being able to, to speak of scripture as if it's a song title that we're so easily, everybody can think of a song title that we love and just regurgitate the chorus. I pray that that's the same with our scripture, that we're so filled with the word that it just overflows out of our mouth. What are you filled with? I want to paint this picture. Let's say you, you have a, a nice Brita filter water uh, container, right? And you, you turn on the nozzle and you, you start putting the tap in it. Uh, you fill it all the way up. You let the water trickle through. Wait a couple minutes. Now you got pure water. Then you start pouring that water into a cup for you to drink. Do you ever think to yourself when you're starting to drink that cup, what? This is water. No, right? Because you filled it with water. It makes, it only makes sense. But I think some of us like, like I, I'm a child of God but I, I commit sin. Well, what are you filling yourself with? What are you filling yourself with? Are you filling yourself with deeds of darkness and then thinking that the light will shine through? What are you filling yourself with? Especially in this time, it's so easy to be hidden, right? We're, we're, we're literally blocked by our camera. Not to, to call anybody out, but like, can we even see you on the camera? Can we see your face? Are you hidden? I, I think, what are we filling ourselves with? Because in this time, it's so easy to hide. It's so easy to, to be giving in to the deeds of the darkness, which are impurity with greed, selfishness, whatever it may be, what we talked about. It's so easy to revert back to our past when we're filling ourselves with even just a hint of those things. So I ask you again, what are you filling yourself with? Darkness, again in here, it says it's shameful. It's easy to hide and it's easy to snowball and to grow because for fear of what the light will do, which is expose it. 
in verse 13, I love this, is, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. I think when we allow God to expose us, we can use that as a light. Our pasts are not something that we, we um, forget, but we use it to propel the light and bring it into to other people that are going through that same thing. Like God is the light and he gives us his light. It's kind of like the moon, right? The moon doesn't have its own light source, but it's a reflection of the sun. We are the moons, give or take, that we can reflect God's light through our lives so other people can see. What is brought into the light is illuminated by the light. And we boast in our weakness and show that, that God is the hero, right? God is the hero in the story, not us. That's why in, in the passage it says, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. God is the superhero. God is the hero of the story. I pray that we can fill ourselves, that we can stay in the light, avoid the deeds of darkness. And this, this coming midweek, we'll, we'll be able to talk more about it, but the spiritual discipline of confession. Uh, and we know in 1 John 1, 5 to 9, that like what we get when we are in the light, when we are open, we have fellowship with God and fellowship with each other. I pray that you do join us this midweek, that we can talk more about this idea of confession. But being in the light and staying in the light, because God is light. I think whether whether you're sitting here and you, you are, disciple of Christ, and you're open, you're honest, you're vulnerable, praise God. But don't even allow a hint to seep in. But you, because it can snowball into back into the darkness. And if you are, if you're not a Christian today, I pray that you dive in to the word and really have your eyes opened and turn from the darkness to the light. Because imagine, imagine if everybody on this call, all 60 participants, or, and plus the other people that are uh, on as well, imagine if we all decided, you know what, we're going to be a beacon of light. We're going to be a beacon of light, be lighthouses to steer the ships safely to God, to steer people safely to God and using our light as we are staying in the light to do that. I pray that even as we're we're, we're thinking and going in to take communion. I pray that we can reflect on, on where we're at today. We can reflect, like, if, if we were poured out, would, would, would it be light or would it be darkness? Would our deeds be representative of what we're talking about? I pray that as we take the bread and the juice this morning, that we can reflect on that. We can have our eyes opened and we can turn from the darkness to the light.
Thanks for listening to the Blue Ridge Podcast. My name is Will Portillo, and if you'd be interested in more resources like this or connecting with us, visit us online at blueridge.church or connect with us on Facebook at Blue Ridge Church of Christ. Visit us on YouTube and subscribe for weekly sermons, encouraging news, and short devotionals. Thanks for tuning in, and see you next time.